Men, let's talk about low testosterone. Do you suffer from any of these symptoms? Low sex drive, ED, are you always tired, depressed, you have loss of muscle mass, you're obese, maybe you have loss of focus and drive, then you, my friends, may suffer from low testosterone. Let my buddies over at Men's Health in Mississippi, located right there in Madison, check your numbers today. Trust me, she'll thank you for it. I promise. Check them out online at menshealthms.com. That's menshealthms.com, Men's Health Mississippi. Good afternoon. I know that voice is not Kim Wade. This is David L. Archie tuning in for Kim Wade from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. I know Kim come on the show. He say, good afternoon. This is your strong man, Kim Wade. Well, this is uh, Hines County Supervisor for District 2, David L. Archie. Have an opportunity to sit in for Kim Wade this afternoon from 46. Got a lot of information to share with you this afternoon, and I want to thank Kim for allowing me to be here this afternoon, as well as W-Y-A-B. I got that one right. That's the way he say W-Y-A-B. I thank all the people in Radio Land for tuning in, and of course, um, for those of you that um, have some questions um, for me, you can call us up, hit us up at um, 103.9 FM. There's a telephone number around here somewhere. Where's that number? There it is. Um, 601-879-0002. Telephone number again, 601-879-0002. So I'm going to start from from the national news and then I'm going to move into state news and then I'll move into local news um, here in Hines County and surrounding counties. I, I want to say to those of you that was going to wait and allow the government to shut down, I don't think that it was a good idea. We can't, we cannot continue to take all these hits, giving all of our money to Ukraine, coming out of COVID, and then take a hit by shutting government down in the United States. I think it was wise that we kept government open. I think it was wise that some Democrats and Republicans was able to come together and say, well, you know, let's fix it for six months or three months. But certainly we cannot close it down. So I appreciate folks from both sides of the aisle understanding that we just cannot go there. Matter of fact, um, you know, when you look at Washington, D.C., you talking about folks that don't get along. From both sides of the aisle. I know. I'm a Democrat. But let me just tell you, when I say that I'm a Democrat, I'm an open-minded, optimistic Democrat. I'm one that can sit down, listen to, indulge, scream, yell, and holler get down like Bill Brown, whatever it is that we need to do in order to make it happen. 
dance in the middle of the highway, go hunting or go fishing to get the deal done. But at the end of the day, we ought to、uh, make sure that our tax dollars, whether it's on the federal level or state level, county level or municipal level, be spent in the right places. You know, I'm a firm believer in many of our elected officials. They want to run around and take care of their communities, but not taking care of all the communities. I mean, some places are better than others. Some start out really nice and end up really bad.、Um, Kim liked to say that if you among Democratic representation,、uh, you're in a world of trouble. Well, I can tell you that there are some places that among Democrat representation are doing pretty good. We got a hot, hot, hot state race here in the state of Mississippi. Brandon Presley, and of course,、um, Tate Reed. Now, this is the question, and you ought to have the answer. There's many of you are talking about, I'm a Republican and I don't like Tate Reed. So the question is, what are you going to do about it? Some are saying that I'm a Democrat and I won't vote. For a Republican. Well, that is why come November you have a general election. That, they call that the general election where you can cross over and vote for whoever you want to vote for. And I know for some of you that don't like Tate, it's going to be kind of difficult for you to vote for Brandon Presley. And some of you that don't care about voting for Democrats. Would rather not vote. So I would like to hear from you today. You can tell us what you're going to do. 601-879-0002. And I know that I'm, I'm not going to come on here and、um, tell you a lot of stuff that is not true. But what I will tell you is what the facts say. And what the facts say. Is that we're wasting and we're spending too much money, throwing too much money up a wild hog rump and can't find it.、Um, does not make sense from the borders to the major cities in, in America, from the borders to our communities in America, from the borders to our schoolhouses in America. From the borders to our state capital, from the borders、um, to any and everything that we love or like,、um, there appears to be some kind of problem or some kind of issues. And we elect elected officials, we go to the polls to vote for people that would help make a difference and change. And when I was elected as your Hines County District 2 supervisor, I made absolutely sure that I, didn't, I did not go alone just to get along. I wanted an atomized accountability for your tax dollars, meaning that I wanted to make absolutely sure that we were spending money where it needed to be spent. 
doing what the folks want done, doing what the people need done. And I got in a world of trouble for it. Fighting and challenging and making sure that uh, my colleagues did not run over the people. There are three that sit down on that board of supervisors, Creedell, Bobcat, and Vern. They have run them up, and they continue to run them up. There was a deal that went on today at the Hines County Board of Supervisors. By the way, we had a meeting today. There is $6 million that they're going to throw it right up a, a wild hog rump. And matter of fact, there's $20 million right now at the Hines County Board of Supervisors that is floating. And they're coming along with a net and trying to capture the money before the next 90 days, before December 31st. I'm going to share a little of that with you in terms of who and what and how. Um, What I've tried to do is not to be like other elected officials, just not sit there and allow the people to be taken advantage of. That's, that's, that has been my political goal, but it has gotten me in so much trouble going in, expecting to change things when some that are sitting there on that board don't want things to change. They want to continue to do things the way they've been doing. They want to continue to spend your tax dollars the way that they would like, not the way that you need for them to spend your tax dollars. Take a look here at Hines County. Homelessness is run them up. Illegal, uh, I would say, I won't call them illegal folks and people, but I will say that we got uh, drug users and alcoholics are sleeping on the bridges all over Hines County and North Jackson and now going close to Northeast Jackson. Now, I've tried to clean that up. I got phone calls from the NAACP, the ACLU, and many other organizations saying, well, why are you messing with the homeless people? What do you mean messing with the homeless people? I feel like the homeless people and the drug users and the the alcoholics are messing with us. When we go into the store, when we pull up to a light, um, they have gone down in downtown Jackson and completely taken over the train station and the bus station on High Street, all up and down High Street. Lakeland Drive, when you get off Lakeland Drive to go to the hospital, have taken over abandoned houses over in the Fundren and, and five or six or seven are living in abandoned houses. Northside Drive, there, when you come to the red light, they got cardboards talking about, uh, I need money or help the poor or homeless or whatever they say and use. When you go on up to uh, Kenmark Road, they are sleeping under the bridges there at I-55. They put a fence up and it did not do any good. Then you go on up to... um, Beasley Road and I-55, the same thing is taking place. And then you go up to County Line Road, most of the time they're on Jackson side and not on um, the Madison County side, not on the Ridgeland side. Well, I can tell you this. 
why in the world the city of Jackson or Hines County allowing this kind of foolishness to go on in Hines County and it's not going on anywhere else in the state. It is my understanding that people are buying bus tickets from cities all over the state of Mississippi and sending people to Jackson, Mississippi when they don't have a place to go, thinking that we're supposed to take care of them. The state have shut down, nearly shut down Whitfield, so you can't put them out in Whitfield. There's not any uh, real, real big homeless shelters that are here that where you get three meals in a cart and making sure that they're out looking for a job or getting their medicine or trying to be productive. They have tore up everything around them within their homes and within their families. They have drained their families completely to death. So the family don't want them anymore. Their friends, they have used and abused them. I'm talking about these same folks that, that is on this meth and on this heroin and alcoholic and drug users. Um, th- that is who I'm talking about right now. And we can't get any help from the family members. So they put them in the street and the citizens have to deal with it. Your property value go down when you see this kind of stuff moving into your community. It's really simple. And so my real question is, what are we going to do about it from the state level to the county level as well as the municipal level? What are we going to do about it? Who perhaps have the solution to this great problem that we're dealing with now? And so as a Johannes County Board of Supervisor member, I'm the chairperson of the Homeless Committee, but I could not get a whole lot of help from the city and from the state and from the county to implement some of the things that, and some of the ideas that I had had I got the support that was needed two years ago. Guess what, guys? We wouldn't be going through this. I told them two years ago what was going to happen? It was going to get so bad that everybody going to feel the pinch. That is what's happening today. We're going to have to go to a quick break. You're listening to David L. Archie sitting in for Kim Wade at 103.9 FM. Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out, and I wish I'd had a bail bondsman like Liberty Bail Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601-825-1077. That's Liberty Bail Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bail Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. All right, we're back. Welcome to the Kim Wade Show. My name is David L. Archie, and, of course, I'm sitting in for Kim Wade. Unlike Kim, 
I don't know, I guess Kim is an open-minded, optimistic Republican, and I'm an open-minded, optimistic Democrat. And so perhaps we can get in the middle and somewhere and, and shake it up. Um, you tune in. Um, Kim wanted me to come in and talk to you a little bit about um, the federal level and state and county and, of course, the municipal level. I'm going to, on the last part of uh, the first hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, my election and my contests, and I'm also going to talk about uh, this $20 million that is floating here in Hines County, uh, which can be used to fix some stuff that is not going towards fixing some stuff. Uh, and I need for you to understand and know that um, Hines County is not broke. We have plenty of money. Just trying to make absolutely sure that it gets to the right places, your tax dollars come back to your community because that is what it's all about. Cleaning ditches, fixing bridges, taking care of the potholes, repaving streets, uh, trenching, uh, making absolutely sure that the employees um, get a pay raise for what the work that they are doing, uh, taking care of the jail. There's just so much uh, that Board of Supervisors members are doing, but um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that at the uh, end of this hour, in the beginning of the next hour. I think we got a call. Go ahead, caller. Miss Archie, how you doing? It's Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? Man, I'm blessed, man, blessed. Enjoying this cool weather. We've been getting here a little bit, getting a break from the heat. What can I, I do for you? I was wanting to touch two points, but I'll stay with the first one. Uh, these homeless people, you know, all of those choose to be there. A lot of those are panhandlers. I don't know if you've been around New Orleans. You know, they've been doing this for years, especially around Jackson. They don't want to work. They want to take, well, I'm looking for the word, advantage of people's kind-heartedness. Because I've known some of them has been in Jackson for years, the same people. I you know, agree they, with you. They, you know, they just try to go around and, you know, because I, I, I'm like this. I used to didn't mind trying to give a dollar or two here to some of the charities. I don't trust nobody no more. Because it's funny how they get rich off of this, and then you see them give very little. And you know other people sit back and see this, too. Well, heck, if they give it to them, they'll give it to me. And you know... If they're in that bad a spot, how they got a cell phone? That's they're right. getting government checks on top of it. Staying in and those hotels. They're staying in there because they get in there and they find the ones and you know they just, you know they arrange for price. I'm sure they go in there and work out something with the uh, Abebes to get a, you know, hey, this is what I can make up here this week. It might be a little hard. Hey, it rained this week, but I'm gonna stay here. And that's what brings me around to the Democrat and Republic Party. I'm not for either one. I'm conservative Christian. But the Democrats seem to push more of this handout money and trying to control life is the way I look and feel about that. And I'm not trying to be mean or cruel or ugly. But, you know, sometimes you just got to let, let them starve. They don't want to take care of themselves. I mean, I know it's inhumane and all that, but, you know, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Because my Bible teaches me charity starts at home. Like you were saying, you know, people getting out work and everything, we're out here to help each other. But I want to help somebody that wants to help themselves and not just going to be a leech on me. Let me ask you no. a question. Um, what do you propose um, that our, and the only ones that can make it happen 
are the elected officials, whether it's on the city, county, or state level. What are you proposing for us to do um, to get rid of all of this? Um, and I'm not going to say it's homelessness uh, because a lot of them are not homeless. Some of them, no. There's there's a few that gets down on their look. That's what we need to separate. There are some out there that, you know, they're not in the Whitfield. But where I come back on that is, is these jokers going up there getting rich and taking care of their families off the government system to where that money's going to them and not going to programs that need to go to. Just like when they started pushing this government shutdown, and, well, it's going to stop this payment. No. Y'all multimillionaires that's up there, some of y'all, y'all could do without two or three years of checks. But I bet you're getting your one. That's where I want to go find out. You're going to start bad-mouthing well, with these programs. Well, guess what? Sometimes we just need to, maybe we just need to shut it all down and start back over fresh. You know, that's because I've had, I've lost real good friends over government stuff coming up through the years. Hey, vote for this one. Hey, how long he been in there? Well, nah, we need some new, we need some new blood in there, new ideas. We need to get back to the Bible and not worry about, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Archie? Absolutely. I, I, you know, that's what I, I get aggravated about is when they go on there to go up there to serve us and come out there multi-millionaires and then they think they own us and control us. That's the way I see things. Diane, I, I don't I mean to cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off, but let me just say this. Diane Feinstein, who has exactly. been a senator for many years, who passed, bless her heart, she was worth a quarter of a billion dollars, $225 million. That is crazy. What are you going to do with that kind of money? And she, they're not even got her in the ground yet, and they're already trying to put somebody else up in there. That's what this country, I feel, has gone to, greed and power. Not humanity, not caring for them, loving for one another. We all bleed red at the end of the day, Mr. Archie. Absolutely. Well, I want to fix I, this I, problem. I hate what's happened with that, and I think you've seen all of I've, I've stood behind you. I know when I was cursed, calling and talked to you, we kind of bumped heads for a minute, but I, you, you stand by your word. And whether we disagree or not, that's what it's about at the end of the day. At the end of the day, if we can't help each other, I mean, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Stark? Absolutely. Well, I want to tell you that it's not over with yet. Uh, we're going to stand on the um, the state law here in Mississippi, um, and the state law tells us that you cannot shut the circuit clerk uh, office down, whether it's authorized or unauthorized. If you okay. do... Uh, that person that came in to file deserve another day. Those that are on a time period. I was on a time period of ten days. They exactly. shut they shut the circuit clerk office down uh, for about four or five hours that day, and exactly. uh, and and the judge made three rulings. Uh, the first ruling was that I did not file on time. I filed on the eleventh day, which is. I did file on the 11th day, but state statute allowed me to file on the 11th day based upon the fact that you could not get into the circuit clerk's office. Then, um, then he filed. Then he made a ruling on that I pay. Um, one of the lawyers got up and asked that I pay all the attorney fees for all the people that I was suing, which was quite a few, and he denied that. And then he, the third thing that he ruled on was. Um, that the circuit clerk's office was open on September the 7th, the same day that we had the cyber attack. Now, I know good and well that we shut everything down that day. 
I went to the office, got pictures and videos of me trying to get into the office. I had two other people to sit there from 12 o'clock to about 3.15 until I arrived. No one was there. The lights was off. Uh, the doors was locked, both in the marriage, going into the uh, marriage part of the circuit clerk's office, as well as into the main part of the circuit clerk's office. And I hate to say uh, that our circuit clerk signed an affidavit saying that the circuit clerk's office was open, and so which was certainly not true. And so with that, I would say that if had it been closed for an hour or two hours, uh, then state statutes say that that would move. If I did not get an opportunity to file in that time, I came down to file and they did not allow me to file, then it would move into the next day. And that is what we're going to stand on. We're going to stand on what the state law is. We're not going to let a lower court change the law to benefit them. You know, I'm I'm shaking them up. I'm fighting corruption in Hines County. I'm fighting corruption in this state. So, you can imagine the heat that I take by making them do right when they want to do wrong. You got my drift. Well, Mr. Archie, ain't it funny when it comes to, like you, you run out of time. You know, you try to go up there, you know, if the, the offices are not open, what do you think? But then, you know, they say, well, you run out of time. Your statue run up. Then they go after, like, Trump, stuff that happened 20 or 30 years ago. It seems like when it's against them, it runs out, but when it, we go back against them, it, and that's that's it should be justice on both sides. I thought the liberty, the, the just the hands of justice was equaled out. It's unbelievable. Sometimes, well, brother, we got to take a break, and then we have another caller. Do you have anything else, right quick, you want to add? No, sir, Mister Archie. Good luck. It's good to hear you back on there. Well, I need your support. Uh, this thing is not over with. We're going all the way to the Supreme Court with it, and. Um, uh, I expect for us to be back into Hines County Circuit Court real soon and my name placed on the ballot. I wish you the best of luck, Mr. Archie. Thank you so much. We're going to take a break right there. You're listening to 103.9, the Kim Wade Show. Be back in a moment. Hey, guys. Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Welcome back to the Kim Way Show. You got me this time. You got Supervisor David L. Archie, Hines County District 2, Sitting in for the wonderful Kim Wade at 103.9 FM. Um, I just pulled the statue up. uh, And since I'm at it, for those of you that wanted to know what that statue is, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, It's 1-3-6-7. 1-3-6-7 is chapter 3. But it's the um, 
Title I of the Mississippi Code. So listen, I'm, I'm going to read it to you. Um, and this is where, where we are saying that the judge got it wrong here in Hines County. Um, when I filed, I filed on the 11th day, but I had all rights to file on the 11th day based upon the, um, the code. When a process shall be required to be served or notice given in any number of days, that's where I fit in, the days, the days of the act, event, or default from which the designated period of time begins to run shall not be included. The last day of the period so compute shall be included unless it is a Saturday, a Sunday, or a legal holiday, or any other day when the courthouse or the clerk office is in fact closed, whether it's with or without legal authority, in which event the period runs until the end of the next day. There it is, guys. So what, it, what that statute is simply saying is that it would have to be the next day, which is the 11th day, because we had an unauthorized uh, deal to happen in Hines County. So the courthouse was closed. And they did not give me my whole 10 days. When the period of the time prescribed or allow is less, in this sense, they're using seven days, and it's not a Saturday or a Sunday or a legal holiday, it shall be included. Meaning that if you got seven days to file and the courthouse is open, is closed on Saturday and Sunday, those days you can't file anything anyway. So that Tuesday would be your last day, okay? Monday through Friday, and then Monday and Tuesday. Now, if it's if it's by the act of God, and you got ten days, and on your ninth day something took place, then you would have the tenth day as well as the eleventh day to file, because if the courthouse was closed, they cannot punish you. Because the courthouse was closed, that come under whether it's um, authorized or unauthorized authority, which a storm, a, a cyber attack is unauthorized, right? And so it was closed. David Archie went in there to handle his business, and it was closed. So at the end of the day, they would have to give me one more day. I went in on that Friday, I mean on that Thursday, so I needed uh, that Friday to complete my 10 days. I think we got a call. Go right ahead, caller. Mr. David, it's Rebecca Cheney. How you doing? Hey, Rebecca, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. I've enjoyed hearing you. I just I called in with some thoughts for you. Okay, and, and, and I'm talking to someone that was uh, there on the, um, the second day of the pleading, and some people, Rebecca, think it was a trial, but on, on the uh, second day, of course, um, 
we was looking at something totally different. It was not a trial. It was saying whether or not the judge had the authority um, to have court on my particular case, whether or not um, he could sit there and listen. But you tell the people, Rebecca, you was, you was present. Make it plain to them. Well, it, it was very interesting for sure. I think also it spoke to the fact that we, the people, need to be vetting the judiciary um, and holding them accountable as well. Um, I want to I thank you, first of all, for uh, sort of standing in a position between your constituents and a tyrannical government. Um, you've been very faithful to do that. I know it's been heated at times, but um, you don't mind holding people accountable and holding their feet to the fire to do what they um, are supposed to be doing. And, um, you know, you asked a very uh, formidable question, and that is, what, what is the answer? You know, you raised a lot of problems with Jackson, Hines County, the state in general. And, you know, at the end of the day, we've talked about this before, Mr. Archie, that, you know, we the people are the answer. It's personal responsibility. It's stewarding well the gifts that we have been given um, within our elected representative form of government, which is a constitutional republic, um, which was really the great experiment, right? You know, we were the first constitutional republic ever in the history of government. Um, In America, we are Caesar. And I think that people forget that you do a great job of representing and not lording over or being tyrannical. I think you're a great example of that in many ways. But at the end of the day, the government, as you well know, they're not going to fix a dang thing. They never do. And so I think we've got to get back to being an educated, self-governing, faith-filled people again, taking full responsibility for our individual role in all of this. Um, That's with the election integrity issue, which is bipartisan. We've talked about that, too. We are not a a top-down model government. We are a bottom-up model, and it starts with each individual person knowing what's going on, not sitting around and waiting for the government to step in and fix the problem. And we have seeded out our personal roles to the government, and that, Mr. David, is why I think we're in the mess we're in. Well, I, I could tell you, um, Rebecca, you know, being on both sides for a short period of time, um, I've just found out that there's so much going on in government that the people, the citizens, the constituents, the voters don't know anything about. Uh, they, you, you can hear about this good guy all the time. And I'm going to tell you something. They can be the worst elected officials in America. They don't share anything with the people. They don't tell them what is going on. And when you have folks in government that goes along to get along, right? Right. And not challenging the status quo and not going against the grain to make sure uh, that things happen in and around your community and rules and laws, making sure that things work. Uh, they just sit there. But a big mouth like David L. Archie, right? They'll make him out of the bad guy. Right. And, and and they got the people fooled pretty good. Some people right. really believe that I am the bad guy until right. if they open up an investigation and if they come into the board meetings and sit to see exactly what's going on, they'll see how I'm trying to protect their dollar, how I'm paying close attention to corruption Absolutely. Um, and, and fraud uh, when it comes to um, the dollars and cents within and around our counties. Absolutely. I I had seen the videos of some of those board meetings, and you are literally putting yourself into position between 
people that want to spend money blindly with no accountability, no consent of the governed, right? That's right. And you, you, you essentially hold the proverbial gavel, and you say, no, the, the, the people have not consented to this. Where is this money going? And so, I mean, my, my hat's off to you for, you know, um, being willing to take those, um, you know, those criticisms, those harsh criticisms. If people watch the videos and they show up, I was at the Madison County Board of um, Supervisors meeting today in my own county to listen to citizens' concerns and to watch the board interact with the people and to hear what they had to say. Because that, I mean, that's our duty. Um, John Quincy Adams said, sacred duty is ours and the results are God's. And I, I think people get overwhelmed because there is so much. Our government has grown so much. It shouldn't be like that. But at the end of the day, it is our sacred duty to do the right things, come what may. And that is a major part of that is being educated as citizens to know, well, what is, what is the county, what is the role of the Board of Supervisors? What are the clerks supposed to do? What is the role of the judges? What judges do we have? What do our courts look like? We just are ignorant, respectfully stated, and we do not know what our county government is supposed to even be doing to hold them accountable. So it's a partnership between those we elect and um, those elected officials to represent, and you made a valuable point a critical point on communication between those elected and those who have elected them. And we don't see any communication from either side generally. And and with that, I can tell you that I've found that um, one good thing that they have done, um, some of my colleagues, uh, they have done a pretty good job when it comes to misleading uh, the public. What happens is they talk about, uh, incidents that take place uh, at the Board of Supervisors. They talk about um, one or two incidents when you're raising your voice or when you get in a heated debate and they take it to the public and say, well, that, a, that, that was a bad deal. But what they mm-hmm. don't talk about is what the, the uh, conversation was about, what the incident was about, um, and what is the issue that was on the table. They right. they have uh, attacked my character in the public, but they never attack the issue of what right. I'm screaming and what I'm yelling about. And that's what it always should be about, the issue that is on the table. Absolutely. And we should all be more passionate like you are because they, they steal from the people. Um, it's, 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 it's terrible, but it is also biblical. You cannot take from another person's pocket without their consent and it ever be okay. That's stealing. It, it breaks the tenth, you know. It breaks the, one of the ten commandments, and so um, you know we see uh, covetousness, we see you know lawlessness. We don't see accountability, and that is one of the things that I do admire about you is that you are willing to hold accountable. Um, one of the callers a minute ago talked about judicial accountability, and you know our supposedly this this scale that we should have uh, judicially and the fairness in, in the law, but. You know, we are a people of, of the law. We are not uh, in it, supposed to be an emotional people, but we are to be principled and grounded. Um, and we are a nation of laws and not men for a reason. And so it is maddening. I can understand the sentiment behind your passion uh, when you get upset to see the lawlessness um, from people that have put power, and like one of the gentlemen called in said, in greed over the well-being of those that elected them to serve. 
things are extremely discombobulated right now in government, but the answer lies with we the people. Absolutely, and I thank you for that, uh, Rebecca. Shortly, we're going to be going to a break. And thank you for calling and tuning in. Continue to thank tune you. in. Um, at the end of this hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the $20 million that um, that is floating in the air here in Hines County uh, that Bobcat McGowan, Vern Gavin, and Creedale Calhoun trying to get their hands on, and they was able to get their hands on $6 million of the 20 millions today. So I'm going to break it down to the people and tell them exactly what happened that supervisor Graham and I voted against it. But, um, I can tell you exactly what went on and what happened. So we're going to take a break. Um, you're listening to David L. Archie, 103.9 sitting in for Kim way. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Kim way show. We have a few more minutes before we go into the long break. And so what I want you to do is to to really tune in on the other side um, of this break. We're going to talk about the $6 million that Bobcat McGowan, Credio Calhoun, and Vern Gavin rescinded today. I played a part of rescinding the money back to the county as well, but I did not vote for where uh, they wanted the money to go. We got it back from the city. Is six million dollars, uh, one million dollars supposed to go to District Five? What we believe is that Bobcat cut a deal with Creedell Calhoun in order for the Planetarian for the City of Jackson to get one point five million. District Five will get one one million. Y'all add this money up now. Then one point five million would go to the Planetarian. That is clearly a Creedell Calhoun deal. Okay. And then $1.5 million would go to Public Works to buy new equipment. And so we don't even supposed to buy new equipment um, in the last six months of the term. And then $2 million for cyber attack. $2 million for cyber attack. So that would equal to $6 million. And on the other side, we'll talk about it uh, going into the break. Thank you so much. And uh, you listen to 103.9 FM. Welcome back to the Kim Wade Show, 103.9. I am your host for this afternoon, David L. Archie. I am sitting in for Kim Wade. Kim, I don't know what you out there doing, brother, but I'm sure you got your earmugs on somewhere and tuning in. And um, I know you wanted me to come in and give some real information in terms of what happened in, in this country as well as the state, the county, and the city. Well, I'm here to tell you today what happened in Hines County. Uh, there was $6 million rescinded uh, from the city of Jackson. And in that $6 million, $1 million of it 
um, supposed to go to District 5, but we're going to do everything we can to block all of this money so the new board can spend this money when it comes in in January. We don't want to leave the board broke. Creedell want to get all the money out of the uh, old board, do what you want to do with the money, want to do, want to spend as much as he can, as fast as he can within 90 days. I don't want that to happen, whether I win, lose, or draw. Two million of it going towards cyber attack, 1.5 million going to the planetarium, and 1.5 million going to public works. The only thing that I've asked for today is an atomized accountability. I want an atomized statement of all documents and account in account activities. I want an atomized accountability. Atomized statement of all documents and accounts and activities with this six million dollars. I want to know where every dime of the six million dollars is going. You ought to want to know, the citizens of this county, the taxpayers, you should know where this money is going. Not to make your friends rich and um, not to leave office, um, you know, in pretty good shape. But the bottom line is that I want to know every dollar of this $6 million. You know, they took $2 million from the park. Bobcat, Vern Gavin, and Creedell Calhoun. And to this day, we don't know where that $2 million is. They said that they was going to give that $2 million back to the parks where the kids can have a fine park to go and play baseball, basketball, uh, with lights, um, fix the parking lots and all that kind of stuff. The parks have not gotten that $2 million back yet. And then today they rescinded $6 million Supervisor Graham and David Archie voted against, we, we, we voted to rescind it back to the county. We voted against to put it in um, these investments of $1 million in District 5, $2 million in cyber attack, $1.5 million in, in the planetarium, $1.5 million in public works. No, We know very well that you cannot buy equipment in the last six months of your term as a supervisor. And quality of life when it comes to the parks. We need nice and fine parks. We need where kids could go and play, turn the lights on, keep them out of trouble. Basketball court, tennis courts, right? Baseball fields. Um, we need um, for the park to be clean. We There's many parks here in Hines County. And so I'd much rather to invest $2 million in the parks in Hines County than to throw this money up a wild hog run. I think we got a call. Mm-hmm. Caller, you go right ahead. Caller, you're live and you're on there. Hi. Uh, Mr. Archie, I don't live in your uh, county, but I did want to tell you I am praying for you, sir, for your success okay. and your protection. I appreciate what you're trying to do. Especially starting on the local level. That's where we need to help clean up some of the USAID's problems. But thank you again, sir, for your hard work. Well, I, and I thank you, and I absolutely appreciate the fact that you're praying for me, and we hope yes. that those prayers work. Uh, oh, we think that they, well, we serve a good God now, Mr. Archie. He answers prayers. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, we're not finished. 
yet. Uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna push me out the way yet. And that's the only thing that I've tried to get the public to understand when they shoot a scene on TV showing me acting up or acting mm-hmm. out. Uh, they don't never show what the issue is. They just show mm-hmm. my body movement and the way that mm-hmm. I'm talking. But when I'm a good guy down there, they never show they never show that. Oh, oh no! You know they <laughs> they they and and then my colleagues use that against me out in the public, make people oh, yeah. think that I don't know what I'm talking about. I mm-hmm. know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. $6 million just today of your tax dollars here in mm-hmm. Hines County. Mm-hmm. Nobody going to know where any of this money go to. They just got it on paper saying that it's going to the planetary. Well, why you didn't bring me a list of things that going to take place in the planetary? Are you going to remodel the bathroom? Are you going to put new tiles down? Are you going to rebuild a wall? Are you going to knock out a wall? Uh, are you going to redo the ceiling? Are you going to put a new air conditioning in? The only thing that they have is giving the $1.5 million to the planetary. And it makes no sense. And they know I know. Well, you keep up the good work. And as I said, even though I'm in minor, um, what is it? Uh, uh, I can't even think now. Bobcat? No, I'm thinking about the county. I'm in Madison. Oh, Madison County. I'm in Madison, sir. Yes, ma'am. I do spend time there in, in uh, Hines. My church is in Hines County, so I'm I'm praying for you, sir. And I do mean I pray for your protection. Thank you and so you, much. You, you be careful now, okay? I appreciate it. And then let me I'm going to share this last one thing with you. Today, you know, I've never seen the contract that we worked out with this company that came in. Um, to get um, the cyber tech stuff straightened out, right? And oh. to open up Hines County. I'd never seen the contract. I oh. wasn't going to be in the room when they did this contract because I knew it was going to be something to it. So eventually I got the contract today. Well, I didn't get the entire contract, but I got oh. uh, most of where the money is going. And so listen to this good. One million one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. One million one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars are going um, to this contractor to get our computers up and running. That's unheard of. Oh, man. And the people that actually attacked us are only going to receive a fourth of one million one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. That's unheard of. Somebody got their hands in the cookie jar and I'm going to be searching and I'm going to be looking and finding who got their hands over in the cookie jar. Did you hear me? One million one hundred and seventeen thousand. It's not that much computer work in America. Yes, sir. Well, see, I'm an old woman now, and that seems like an awful heap of money to me. Wow. Mm-mm. With no explanation worth anything, uh, no breakdowns on any of that stuff. No breakdowns. About. That's right. And, and uh, you know, I think that's why us, oh, I'm 85 now there. They're trying to get rid of us because we question too many things. That's it. But, uh, I, like I say, I'm going to get off here, darling, but I'm praying for you. Thank you so much, and thank you for tuning in. You're welcome. Thank Bye-bye. you. Do we have another call there, my man? Yes. Come on, get a man. Get a man. Caller, you live, and you're on the air. Welcome to the Kim Wade Show. David. Yes. This is K. 
Carol in Chattanooga. Hey, Carolyn, how are you? David, you're on the Kim Wade Show. Yeah, <laughs> you're so wonderful, Carol. Carol uh, was a real good friend of uh, Charles Evers, and she used to call me when I was on the air on 90.1 and tell me how much she loved me and how much she's praying for me. I really thank you, Carol. David, uh, you was talking about Diane Feinstein. Yes. You know that young lady that um, uh, Governor um, uh, Newsom appointed to take her seat? Yes. Are you aware that she graduated from Jackson State? I am. Yes, yeah, that that's that is wonderful. wonderful, isn't it? She's from Magnolia, Mississippi. All those many people out in California, we got someone graduated from Jackson State University. You do you do you believe that Dion put on the map? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, David. I want to tell you something about uh, Jackson and Hines County politics. You have name recognition. And this guy that supposedly won, no one had ever heard of him. When I go to vote, David, if I don't recognize a person's name, I'm not going to vote for them. So I'm saying I have never in my life, as long as I've been tuned in to politics there in Jackson and Hines County, I have never understood the appeal that... Creedell Calhoun has with voters. Unbelievable. I, I, I've never understood it. I, I remember so many times that he was on the radio with Mr. Evers and others, and he could never answer a question. I, I, I've never understood it, David. Hooking now, and crooking. Back to this uh, being the courthouse closed and everything. David, it, I'm here in Tennessee, and I noticed it was all over the media down there that it was closed. That's right. So this this is on your side, David, and I wish you luck, David. Thank you so much. And by the way, let me just tell you a little bit about that election night. And, and everybody out there that is tuned in, y'all listen. The voting machines, uh, you know, uh, the tape that goes into those machines, um, we receive... No tapes uh, print out for that morning and that evening in the 26 precincts that I represent, meaning that we could not see the numbers of those 26 precincts that where the numbers came out. And so that is why they don't want it in court. The other thing is, you know, the voting registration book that you go in and sign? Yeah. 18 of 26 of those voting registration books are missing. They don't have See, them. They, David, something in the milk ain't clean. That's right. That's why they don't want it in court. Uh, the ballot, the ballot accounting form. Luck, you know where where you balance uh, the accounting form for uh, twenty one of the twenty six precincts was missing. All the affidavits of the twenty six precincts was missing. All the military and overseas ballots are missing. The express what? ballot was missing. Yeah, the tally sheet. All of them. All of those sheets was missing. The machine keys, the keys that you actually uh, open and close and lock the machine, 25 of the keys are missing in the 26 machines. Would you believe that? 
I'm telling y'all, they they we're trying to get in court. Listen, the see, the the machines that were sealed. I mean, the uh, boxes that were sealed. Twenty of the twenty six boxes came back downtown and was not sealed. Twenty not of sealed. them. That's correct. The, right, me, the media stick, you know, the thumb drive that goes into the voting machine. Yes. Twenty six of the twenty six machines. We have not been able to put our eyes to identify the numbers of votes that came out of those machines. And re- we requested a ballot box review in an examination. All of this stuff is missing in, in District 2 now. They can find the stuff in the other district. We're talking about District 2 to David Ella. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're trying to get in court. Conveniently miss. I know the people didn't know that, so now I'm giving out some of the information that is really happening. Thank you so much. Uh, we got to go to a break. I love you, and you take care of yourself out there in um, in Chattanooga. Okay. All right, David. Indeed. Um, you you tune in with David L. Archie. We are sitting in um, for Kim Wade, one hundred three point nine FM on the Kim Wade Show. All right. Welcome back to the Kim Wade Show. And you got your man, Supervisor David L. Archie, Hines County District 2. And by the way, y'all, I sit in the old seat that Congressman Thompson used to sit in in Hines County. And uh, my thoughts are not always like his thoughts. And that's a problem as well. I just wanted you, the people to know that my thoughts are not always along the line with Congressman Benny G. Thompson. Um, so I want you to know that, and and sometime I get in trouble for that. So I'm always in trouble, but um, there's a wise man that died a couple years ago. Uh, was a congressman from, I mean, representative from Georgia, said that if you get in trouble, get in good trouble. And so I think all of this is good trouble. I think we have a caller. We'll go straight to that caller. Caller, you are live and you are on the air. Go ahead, caller. Caller, you are live and you are on the air. Hello, David. Hello there. How are you? I'm well. Um, I want you to address the recent situation. of which was in the news, like everything where you get in a heated debate about something. I want you to address the situation at the jail and what you found out there. I have a lot of inside knowledge um, about what goes on at the jail. I can tell you some stories about what goes on in that jail that the sheriff doesn't even know. Furthermore, the sheriff... uh, is forcing people who are not employed directly by Hines County to take liability upon themselves under their licenses. Talk about the medical staff at the jail. Most people don't realize that every jail has medical staff. Um, Dr. Sheriff took an inmate who had spent months and months in special treatment centers Actually, in other states, as well as in this one, uh, 
took an inmate because he committed a crime in Hines County, which I get that. But this was a total care, ICU, step-down type patient for the medical staff. He took that person and forced all of the medical staff to have to take care of him without the proper equipment to even turn him and relieve pressure um, off of his backside. We're talking about a total care nursing home type inmate who wasn't illegal that could have been deported, who committed crimes against other illegals, not against citizens of Pines County. In addition to what I just exposed to you, if you did not already know that, please address the issue with the inmates not being fed proper diets. I get that they're inmates and they're mostly um, repetitive offenders from Jackson, but they are still human beings who have not been convicted of a crime. And when they're in their long term, they're suffering from... Uh, all kinds of protein, malnutrition-related health problems, uh, which is where you were going with the slop thing. That well, you know, I have to call it something so we can get some attention, right? I'm sorry? If I didn't call the food slop, I would have never gotten any attention, right? That's right. Okay. It's not slop every day. Not every day. Cut the budget down. um Several times over recent years, most recently under Tyree Jones, and I know for a fact they're not getting the proper fat and protein ratio they need in a proper human diet. It's 90% carbs some days. Okay, thank you. I'll I'll address that. I will address that. that. Thank you so much. So, first of all, I want to say you did a pretty good job of addressing that matter. Um, I can tell you that I raised the issue because we are spending, let's see, somewhere in the neighborhood of $21 million a year on the Hines County Detention Center as well as the Sheriff Department. Somewhere around $21 million, maybe a little less or perhaps a little more near $22 million dollars. And so we buy hundreds of thousands of dollars of food. And some of that food, it is my understanding, is not fit to eat. Getting spoiled milk, I've said this before. Uh, Oatmeal for breakfast and spoiled milk. Uh, Now, some of you perhaps may think, well, they, they shouldn't be eating. But let me remind you that or remind you that. Most of the people in Hines County Detention Center are not convicted felons. They have not been convicted. And they have constitutional rights. They have human rights. And so when you starve a person, and I'm not saying that we're starving them, but I am saying that I don't believe that they're getting the right nutrition, um, it become a humanity crisis. And if your loved one was there, you would want them to get a balanced meal. You're paying for it anyway. So why not? Um, some breakfast days ought to be sausage, eggs, and grits uh, and biscuits. I mean, that's just normal food. And then French fries and hamburgers or French fries and hot dogs on some days for lunch. 
and perhaps some greens and some corn and a piece of chicken or spaghetti or something like that for dinner. All right. And that is the way that it's supposed to be. But it's not happening. And so I inquired and the sheriff and I went back and forth about it. And what I'm telling the the citizens of this county, you elected me to do a job. And what I try to do when something is brought to me on several different occasions, I try to address it. I try to talk about it to see can we fix it. And sometimes, as I told you all earlier, some elected officials don't want to fix anything. They just want to be quiet about everything and go along with everything. But it makes no sense for us to be spending $21 million, $22 million a year and hundreds of thousands of dollars on food that comes into the Hines County Detention Center and it's not fit to eat. I call it slop. So I use different words to get the attention of the public so they can understand what we're talking about. If I would have just said the word food, uh, they're eating bad food. You wouldn't have paid that any attention. But if I said the word slop, you pay plenty of attention. Because guess what? Nobody want to eat in the slop, including you and me. And so that's why I use the word slop. Um, when it comes to medical attention, I think that we can do much better. I think that uh, everybody deserves an opportunity to be seen by a doctor to make absolutely sure that you don't have any diseases when you're around that many people. And so here, once again, we spend a lot of medical money on medical treatment as well. But I can tell you that there are so many things that uh, supervisors in Hines County, the Board of Supervisors, they look the other way when it comes to certain things. And I stay on top of it, and I inquire, and I check department's heads, and I check with the sheriff, and I check with the judges, and I check with the public defender's office, and I make sure that folks are doing what is right. That is my job. I'm required to do that. And now they want to tell me to mind my own business. No, I don't mind my own business. They put five people in charge of the entire budget of Hines County. And in District 2, I'm in charge. And so I hope the people of Hines County and the people that is listening to me this evening get a good understanding. When I'm out of the way, when they get me out of the way, if they can, you won't get this kind of information anymore. I'm giving it to you the way that it comes to me, straightforward. And that is a hard deal. And so, but I'm going to bring it to you. So I think we got a call here. We'll go to this call. Well, we're going to take a break and then we'll go to the calls. Call, just call us. Y'all, y'all just hold on. We got two or three lines lit up right now. And um, you're listening to the Kim Way Show on 103.9 FM. I am David L. Archie, your Hines County Supervisor for District 2. I am sitting in for Kim Way. We back. Uh, this is David L. Archie. I am sitting in for Kim Way this evening on 103.9. Uh, two things I want to go over real quick. I said the $20 million. Let me tell you what the $20 million is. Six millions is at the city for uh, water, 
infrastructure. Seven million is for the water tower. That's thirteen million. Um, Four million is down on North State Street, talking about remodeling a empty building at six six four North State Street. That's seventeen million. And two million, I don't. It disappeared some kind of way or another. Uh, it was for the parks. So that's nineteen million, close to twenty million dollars. Nineteen million and some change, close to twenty million dollars that have been floating in the air. Today they reached and grabbed Bobcat McGowan, Creedell Calhoun, Vern Gavin reached and grabbed six million dollars, one million for District Five, two million for cyber attack, one point five million for the planetarium, and one point five million for public works. We know you can't spend the one point five million to buy new equipment. They have not get, given us an atomized accountability. Uh, some documentation uh, on what we're going to do over there at the planetarium. Nobody have cut a deal for $2 million with the cyber attack, and we don't know what Bobcat need the $1.5 million down in uh, District 5-4. So the bottom line is that they reaching and grabbing money before they get out of there on December the 31st. We know Vernon gone. We know that uh, Credel Calhoun perhaps is gone. I got one foot in the grave and one foot out, and perhaps they're not ready to bury me yet. And so we're taking our case to the Supreme Court and hope to be back in circuit court real soon and perhaps have the election in late November or sometime in December. And last but not least, um, so the guy that called in to ask how and where this money is, if you can do business with Hines County on either one of those uh, things that I just spoke of, the $1 million and $2 million, 1.5 and 1.5 equal to $6 million, then you try to go ahead, come down to the county, and tell them that you want to do business to, to receive some of that money if you are a contractor. And so I don't think that's the case. I just think that they're trying to get the money uh, in, until we turn our head and perhaps some of the people are going to run off with it. Now that is the true deal. I think we got a caller. Caller, you live and you're on the air. Yes. Go right ahead, caller. You're live and you're on the air. Hey, thank you, Mr. Archie, for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, first of all, uh, I'm glad you, you don't think like uh, like uh, our uh, current uh, second congressional district congressman because I drive through Bolton and I I, I hold my head down. Uh, it looks it looks like I stepped into Mayberry. And uh, just a shame after 25-plus years that, that that place still does not look like anybody cares for sitting senior-ranking member on many committees, not spending any money in, in Bolton. It breaks my heart. Uh, so second observation is uh, I want to just say I don't – I want to ask you the question, what's the difference between what you're doing and what President Trump is doing in terms of making an allegation uh, about election – improprieties and misconduct and possibility of uh, election fraud. So I want to ask that question. And the third, the third thing I'll ask, and I'll get out there and listen, if you could just kind of give us a very brief recap of what your initial filing was against Hines County and then what the judge said and what your appeal is for the Supreme Court. And again, thank you for taking my call. Okay. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you calling. And so um, the difference between myself and Presidential Trump, I only had 26 boxes that I needed to look at. And so what I requested in writing 
to the circuit clerk office after they certified the election, which is law. Um, I requested that for a ballot box review and a ballot box examination, we was able to examine everything that's supposed to be in that election box that lead the election commissioner's office to go to the voting precinct. So a lot of that stuff uh, that went out, it did not come back. And so we was able to track it based upon uh, our investigation. And also to tie this company, uh, ES&S, they're tied to Tony Johnson. Tony Johnson has recently been convicted. She's a convicted felon who is the formal Hines County Election Commissioner for District 2. And so we believe some shenanigans are going on between the two of them. Um, We believe that they know a lot about those machines, what was needed, and that is why we did not receive the thumb drives back. That is why we did not receive the registration books where you sign your name on the inside of the precinct, we did not receive those back. That is why we did not receive the, the when, once you go in that morning at 645, right before the election, they give you a printout. And then at the end of the day, they give you a printout. Well, we have not received any of those printouts. They cannot find them. Uh, we have not been able to view any of the affidavits as well as absentees, and we requested it. And so that is the difference. We did a thorough investigation on the 26 boxes. And to this day, we are saying that there's fraud and corruption all over this matter. And so that's why we ended up suing so many people and tied so many people into this. Now, I think your last question was, wow, I forgot the last question. I should have wrote it down. Uh, um. I can't think of it. If I think of the last question, I'll come back and answer that one, my man. Um, I think it was, call me back perhaps and tell me what was that last question. I should have wrote it down. I misplaced my my pen and I'll try to answer it. Uh, oh, okay. I, uh, what I filed on was the fact that, so you have a, you have a, a 20 day, a 12 day, in 10 days, that's tied to any election contest. So my 20 days ended on August the 28th, meaning that I would have to file a challenge with the Democratic Party as well as with the courts. My challenge with the Democratic Party, it took them four or five days uh, to to have a hearing uh, concerning the matter that I just said before you. And then you have to have already filed. They only give you 20 days to file a challenge in court. So I did both of those. The Democratic Party denied my challenge. And so we just recently went to court. Uh, The circuit court judge who came in and said that the election, I mean, the circuit clerk office was open that day. So I should have filed on the 10th day other than the 11th day. You only get 10 days to file. Um, after you file your challenge with the party. So it is very complicated. But the bottom line is that I couldn't file on the 10th day because August the 7th is the day that we had the cyber attack. And the the um, circuit clerk office was closed. And so if it's closed, you get another day. 
period, across the board. We had people to sit there to watch, to make sure that if they open the circuit clerk office, we can go in and file. But they did not open those offices. The lights was off. The doors was closed. I told you that in the, in the beginning. And so that's the bottom line on that. And I don't know what the other one is. I think we got another call. Caller, you're live and you're on air. Yeah, thanks for taking the call again. You answered most of my questions, but the, I guess the main part I want to know was, what is the basis of your appeal? It sounded like, on one hand, the the what's reported was the judge said there was no election interference. Stay, all right, stay but, right there. Stay right there. Okay. The judge okay. did not address anything about the election period across the board. He okay. only addressed whether or not he had uh, the authority, judicial authority, as a judge over this election because he will not have judicial authority if I file 11 days after. He would only have judicial authority if I file 10 days. And so what we're saying is that the judge made a mistake. The judge think that it was 10 days and we we got an, another day because of the cyber attack, right? Right. The cyber attack was on the same day that I filed which covered my last day, that which gave me 10 days from the 28th to the 7th of um, 28th of August to the 7th of September. And so the judge, um, the circuit clerk signed an affidavit, lied that the circuit clerk office was open and everybody knows that the circuit clerk office was closed. The tax collector's office was closed. The tax assessor's office was closed. And we had three affidavits. He only looked at the affidavit. He did not put any witnesses on the stand to testify to these particular issues. And so he made his decision um, to say that the circuit clerk office was open and I should have filed on my 10th day. Okay, that makes sense. And then the news reporting is just all flawed anyway because they said that the judge made comments that there was no election but that's that's all that's neither here nor there for your case the judge I made did. zero comments in that day yes they got it wrong the news got it wrong otha kane got it wrong uh jackie amos is the chairperson of the democratic party got the wrong got it wrong she made comments about the election and we never had any discussion in that courtroom about the election period okay well thank you i i, I hope that uh that uh that you're able to succeed in your in your request because I'm you know a lifelong resident and a lifelong voter in Hines County. This directly impacts me. I'm interested in in a successful outcome. Whether or not you win your case on the basis is worth the fight. So I wanted to tell you, I encourage brother to keep up the good work and, and, in that and, regard. And, and Carla, I really want the public to see the evidence. Oh yeah, you would be blown away to see the evidence in this case. And that is why they're working so hard. They had seven attorneys, six or seven attorneys on the opposite side to my one little poor attorney. And he worked his butt off. You hear me? And he did a good job. And the judge just got it wrong. Sometimes they get it wrong and you have to appeal it to the next court. And that's what we're doing. We're appealing it to the um, the Mississippi Supreme Court, and we think that they're going to get it right. Because the law states that whether it's authorized or unauthorized, you can never close the circuit clerk's office. If you do, then you get another day. Yeah, and I think there's a holiday in there, too. I don't That's know right. Or not. It was a, a Memorial Day or a Labor Day, excuse me, Labor Day holiday in there, too. But Thank anyway, you. I wish you, wish you well, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully justice will be served 
uh, as soon as it possibly can because we, we don't need to drag this out. Thank you so much, Carla. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Matter of fact, uh, before we go to break, I want to say one thing. This matter would take care of the issues when it comes to elections in the state of Mississippi. This one case, it would take care of the Republicans as well as the Democrats in the state. We're going to go to break. Um, we're here at 103.9 FM. David L. Archie sitting in for Kim Wade. Welcome back to the Kim Wade Show. You got Supervisor David L. Archie, Hines County District 2. Listen, I just pulled up the affidavit. Uh, do we have anybody on? Right, we, I just pulled up the affidavit. Now, y'all listen to this. This is Zach Wallace's affidavit. And this is on, it said, on Thursday, September the 7th, 2023, the Hines County Government Computer System as subject to cyber attack. The county administrator advised all employees who work under the county administrator, board of supervisors, could go home at noon but deferred to individual elected officials with regard to their respective office. The circuit clerk office locked its doors sometime afternoon on September the 7th, 2023. However, now, now listen at this. However, the office was still open to conduct business and the courthouse itself was still open. Now, you know, that's a trick move. The circuit clerk office locked its doors sometime afternoon on September the twenty on September the seventh, twenty twenty three. Then he come back and say, however, the office was still open to conduct business. How are you going to conduct business if the doors are locked, the lights are off, and there's no employees? That's Zach Wallace's affidavit. Now here is Kathy Sykes' affidavit. She said, I am over the age of 18 years and I'm competent to make this affidavit. On Thursday, September the 7th, 2023, at 12.45 p.m., I, Kathy Sykes, went by the Hines County Circuit Clerk Office and the lights were out at both entries, the marriage license, voter registration entries, and the main entries. The doors were locked at both entries. There were no employees present. The Circuit Clerk, Zach Wallace, was not present. It is my understanding there was a cyber attack in Hines County. And that's her sworn affidavit. And then we got another sworn affidavit. Um, we had two sworn affidavits by myself. Another guy was down there, stayed there for three hours, couldn't get in. And I came down around 315 and could not get in. That is my sworn affidavit. But the judge overlooked it all. And so I'm going to thank you for tuning in. Um, we had 103.9. David L. Archie on here on the Kim Wade Show.